Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it. Hey guys, what's up? How are you today? I pray all is well. This message stirs your faith and falls on good ground, produces good fruit in your lives. Uh, today we are at part 16. What? Woohoo! Did you guys think we can get here? Like, that's so freaking awesome. Oh my gosh, so awesome. <laughs> that we got here to season 4, episode 16. And we are still in the kingdom ambassador series like i said for um those who are just joining us for the first time welcome 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 um we have been in the kingdom ambassador series all season long and we will continue it throughout the the rest of the season because god says so <laughs> and i'm his obedient servant so i just do what he say um i want to start with prayer first and then we're going to get into this word all right Spirit of living God, we come to you right now. I just want to say thank you for allowing this opportunity for my brothers and my sisters to hear and receive a word from you, God. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. May I be decreased in this moment, Heavenly Father, so that you may be increased. Let those with ears hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church, Heavenly Father. And may you be lifted up, God. Give us clarity, insight, revelation, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to do every assignment that you have put in us to do in this earth, God. Lord, I pray that at the end of each day, each person under the sound of my voice, at the end of our days, God, that we will all hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's what we want to hear, God. We are working for the king in the king's field. God, thank you for reviving us anew in you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for being just who you are. And so I pray that, that this message is not snatched by any bad thoughts, by the enemy trying to snatch it away from your children god let it produce what you want it to produce in the earth get the glory honor and praise we keep them for ourselves in jesus name we pray and the church says what y'all amen all right i think i might spice it up one day amen 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 doom 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 let's <laughs> go back to my baptist root y'all as i'm thinking about that song uh that they used to sing at the end I think it was during Tyler Offering when they were singing that song with the tambourines going and everything. And my Nana had a bad, she had a couple of tambourines, but she had one that was a bad tambourine. I used to love that tambourine. It was black and white. And <laughs> it's so funny because I was just talking to my uncle uh, and my grandmother. Um, I don't even know when. Recently, I'll just say recently. And we were talking about um, the tambourines. And I was like, man, because it's this song that I like, y'all. Um, called the, in the prayer room. I think is what it's called. My cousin sent me the song one day, and and I was like, "Who is this?" And I played it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this that tambourine playing song right here. I need my tambourine." <laughs> and so I said, "Grandma, where Nana tambourines at? This is her mother. So where's my great grandma tambourines at? Where Nana tambourines at?" And so she said, "I don't know. You need to ask your uncle." So I, I had text my uncle who lived in California, and I said, "Uncle, where the um." Where the tambourines at? I need a tambourine. 
And so <laughs> I sent him the video with me playing the song. And y'all, I had it in my hand because I was cooking. So <laughs> I had measuring cups in my hand. And mine's a metal, pink metal because I love pink. Me measuring cups and I was playing the tambourine playing them as tambourines in my hand to the song in the prayer room cracking up and my uncle was like child if I got no tambourines no more from like 1980 something are you kidding me <laughs> baby I cracked my own stuff up and I know y'all like now what does this got to do with the message? But listen, I'm glad you kind of asked me because at first I didn't know. <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> I just was kind of talking out loud. You know, you have moments like that. Where you just kind of talking out loud and you forget. Oh, snap. <laughs> People paying attention to me. <laughs> so I was just talking out loud with just a memory that just came to my mind, y'all. But I actually see how God put it together because the message today is called a repair of the breach. And one of the things that we all have experienced at some point form of our lives is a time where we lose something that is valuable to us. A time where someone in our lives passes away or it could be that they just um, move away, you know, move away to a different state or um, they stop being your friends. And so you got you part ways or maybe it's a relationship that just didn't work out. And so you part ways. And so you have a moment where there's a breach in your heart. There's a, a brokenness in your heart because of the contract that you once had with that person has now ended. And what I'm here to say is that there is still joy on the other side of that. You can still find something to laugh at, to smile at, to hold on to, to thank God for that he brought you out of or through that process. So it may be a tough time right now. This got to be for somebody out there. It may be a tough time right now. Maybe you lost somebody that was so dear to your heart and, and it's just been taking its toll on you. That you, you didn't think that person was going to die so quick or so soon. And it's just been taking its toll on you. But God says, I am the, I am here to be the bridge between your broken heart. I can mend the wound if you just let me. I get that that situation, it seems broken. It seems like a breach. But God says, if you just let me in, you will find that I will um, heal that wound. I will heal that area. I will mend it all up for you if you just let me in. And I love that our God is a repairer of the breach. Because even... Um, even with me remembering um, the tambourines from my Nana, you know, when she passed away, uh, she actually died on my birthday in 2001. So it has been some time, but she died on my birthday. And for a long time, I did not like celebrate my birthday. And I share my birthday with several other people in my family. And one of them in particular is my, um, my Nana's sister. And she doesn't like celebrating our birthdays. To this day because her sister died on her birthday and um but it took me a long time to finally enjoy my birthday i want to say really within the last two years really two or three years is when i finally started to like feel the light because granted you may say well why that's a long time to mourn somebody well i wasn't really mourning her loss the entire time there were other things that happened in my life. I told you guys before of my Joe Wilderness season. 
um, where my grandmother passed away as well, and my grandfather passed away, and my great aunt passed away. So I had a lot of deaths in my family, and you know, over the years, um, some died young, some died old, um, but they still were all very close to me. And so I, I had to go through a season of like mourning, um, mourning just death, mourning the loss of of what's not here, what's not around, um, what what has been taken away from me and it was hard but what i have come to know god and and i am not just talking about now at this point um death of people there were some doors that closed there were some doors that just dried up and died some opportunities that just dried up and died i i didn't know i told you guys before about my joe wilderness season when i first entered into it every door that was open. I mean, it was like green light, green light, green light. Suddenly turned red and never turned green again. And I just couldn't understand. Like, God, what is going on here? Why all of a sudden all these doors are closing on me? And and what I had to, what I've now come to know is that Romans, God, first of all, God is so true at his word. And Romans 8 really sums it up of he causes everything to work together for the good of those who love the lord and according according to his purpose and i have seen how god has restored repaired the the breached areas in my life the areas that i felt like were were so broken were so damaged it was it was construction signs up and just don't even go over the baby because you're gonna fall on a cliff I, i i could not believe i still can't believe how I am seeing things manifest in my life that I didn't think possible. And I'm like, God, wow. To God be the glory. Because I thought you forgot about me in that dry place, in that dry season. And he says, no, I never forget about my children. This is why it's so beautiful to be a king's ambassador. Because he says, I never forget about my children. I still got purpose for you, but I take you through a process. I got to purify you. I got to refine you. Through the fires of testing. They're not meant to destroy you. They're meant to produce some purpose out of your life. We talked before about purpose. You know many of you out there. May have before COVID. Had a dream career. That you were entering into. And since now that the COVID restrictions. Have lifted a bit in most countries. You're like do I want to go back there. Like I, I invested so much time. And energy there. Or maybe you did go back. But you find that. You don't got the same pace anymore. You don't have the same energy, the same rhythm anymore. You don't even have the same passion anymore. And you just like, what do I do? Do I stay here um, because I worked my way up to this point? Do I stay here as paying the bills? But I'm just not happy. I'm not satisfied. I am just downright miserable, dreading going to work every day. I know some of y'all are like, child, I was that way before COVID. <laughs> okay, well, you, you step aside. I'm talking to other people, okay? Other people that felt like, they were enjoying one part of their life and then suddenly COVID happened and things shut down and things happened to all of us. And then all of a sudden you're questioning like your very existence. You're questioning whether God says purpose to you. You're questioning, questioning, excuse me, what is that purpose? Because you were living away for far too long. But God says, I'm a repairer of the breach. I repair things. That's that's the beauty in Jesus being birthed into a family that were carpenters because he is perfect to know how to repair and mend something that is broken. He's great at restoring something that seemed 
like it was old, dead, and gone. He says, uh-uh, baby, there's, you got to see in the right light. You know, there, there's still something that can be used with that. You ever hear the, the saying, um, one man's trash, another man's treasure? Jesus said the same thing to us. He says, I get that the world dealt with you and looked at you as trash, but you are a treasure to me. I can take you and repair some things and clean you up and shine you up and give you new garments of praise. New garments of praise doesn't just mean new clothes. It means that something in your heart clicks. Something in your heart changes and you realize, man, I'm not where I used to be. I'm not who I used to be. Thank God. I don't act where I used to act either. Something changed in me and I was given new garments of praise. But you got to let God get into the boat with you. It's so funny because I've been teaching on this message quite often lately in, in various capacities. I can't get away from Peter. You know, even this, this season, you guys have heard me talk about Peter a lot. I just can't seem to get away from Peter. I don't know if it's because I'm watching The Chosen, <laughs> the TV show The Chosen, or or what, or just what God's trying to just do through me and speak through me um, when it comes to Peter. But I just cannot get away from my brother Peter, okay? And so, today we're going to take a look at the very beginning of Peter's story when he is introduced to Jesus and how that plays out. And, I'm, and I want to go um, take a look at two different accounts of the same situation. One situation was influenced by Peter in the way it's told. The other situation is actually... Um, Peter has nothing to do with it, and it's actually the full totality, the full picture of the story. And so go with me to Matthew chapter 14, I mean, excuse me, Matthew chapter 4, starting at the 18th verse. And you guys know I read from the New Living Translation, and it goes, One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon also called Peter and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little further up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father Zebedee, repairing their nets, and he called them to come too. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. Now, that's that account from Peter's perspective that says, Don't, don't add in anything else, okay? Because sometimes some people are so afraid of the brokenness of their mistakes of what has happened to them they think that god can't use it for glory but god says no baby tell the whole story that's why i said in revelation 12 verse 11 that we are overcome by the blood of the lamb and word of our testimony you gotta tell the whole story baby do not talk about this before on the youtube channel if you haven't uh, checked it out go watch it don't let your mask muzzle your praise God says, got to tell the whole story. There's some parts that you want to skirt over. There's some parts of your life that you like, ooh, I don't want them to see that part. So I'm going to put a mask on that. I'm going to make this up. I'm going to mack this to death. I'm going to um, fenty this to death. I'm going to put on the best Air Jordans and whatever else is out right now. Child, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to put this on and and put get my best hairstyle, get my best haircut going, get my best fade on, and and, and that's all they're going to see. And God says, baby, if you allow me to get behind those beats, to get behind that Mac, 
to get behind your favorite brand. If you allow me to take all that off of you and dig a little deeper to get to the root that is infected, I can repair the breach. Ooh. Did she say that? She sure did. A lot of people got infections in their heart. I don't mean literally. I don't. I, I use practical examples of spiritual principles for my new listeners out there. I mean that there is a breach. There's an infection in your heart because somebody dropped the ball somewhere, whether it's you or somebody else. There's a hurt. There's a pain there that you will not allow God to revive. You are like most people in their homes where you say, listen, you could touch every other drawer but the junk drawer. You can go in every other room in the house but the, but the junk closet. Don't go in that closet, baby, because if you open that closet door, everything's going to fall out. Don't go in there. You can look everywhere else, but don't go in there. Don't look under the bed. We ain't swept under the bed in a long time. There's a bunch of dust bunnies under that bed. Don't look under there. And God said, but that's the very area I'm trying to look at. Oh, that brings me to the scripture uh, that talks about in um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And it talks about how um, there's, there's parts in the body. And there are some parts where you clothe because you think they need the most um, covering. And there's other parts that actually really do need the most covering that you just leave exposed. Many people are out here exposing their hearts. In places that God never intended. The Bible says guard your heart above all else. For it determines the flow of your life. And many people out here are just opening your heart all willy nilly. And then you wonder why somebody broke it. You wonder why somebody break. Why somebody messed it up. You wonder why somebody dropped the ball. Why they dropped your heart. Why they treat you like that. Why they was mean and nasty to you. Why were they this. Why were they that. And God said I never told you to trust people. I said to love them. <laughs> did she say that? She sure did. God said, love your neighbor as yourself. He didn't say trust them with everything. Just get them your whole heart. God, no, there's only one being in the world and beyond some that he says, trust me, which is God. He says, trust Jesus. That's who you should trust because he's the only one that can repair the breach in your heart. But if you keep trying to put that heart in people's hands, you will find it falling on the floor Every single time. And this is how people get offended. This is how people get disappointed. This is how people set up defenses because of their offense. But God says if you live your life with no expectations, then you won't be offended. Amen, somebody. So go with me to Luke chapter 5. Starting at the first verse. Um, yeah, we're going to start the first verse. And it reads, one day as Jesus was preaching on the sea, the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now, go out where it is deeper and let down your nuts to catch some fish. Pause right here. I tell you guys all the time, you cannot just read the Bible. You have to put yourself in it. That's what it means to read the Bible. Like, imagine yourself as the character. Put your name in there. How would you act? How would you respond? 
here you are a person who's been working and toiling at a particular field or in a particular area for a long time and you have not seen any results and you like why am i not seeing results guy and then here come jesus saying oh go back to work and put it on the other side and you like hold on I don't know about how y'all talk to Jesus, but sometimes I, I get like this with Jesus. Hold on now. Because I done did that. I done been there, done that, correct the check, okay? And you tell me to do it again? What's going to be different this time? And Jesus says, if you just trust me and be obedient to what I'm telling you to do. What, we, what I teach about before with uh, Samuel to Saul. Obedience is better than sacrifice. So God says, if you just be obedient to what I'm telling you to do, you will see a harvest. But many times people don't want to be obedient. You don't want to try again because it, it hurt before. Things didn't work out before. But God says, you have to understand that there's seed time and harvest in the earth. Always. As long as the earth is here, there will always be seed time and harvest. And so sometimes the seed was given to you and you thought that meant immediate harvest. And he said it wasn't time yet. See, time is a compound, compound word. You find that particular scripture in uh, Genesis chapter 8. He says, if you allow it, it, it there to be time and you work during that time, you will see the harvest. But first and foremost, before you see the harvest and before time goes by, what did you do with the seed he gave you? Did you take the seed and hold it? Did you take the seed and eat it? Did you take the seed and give it to somebody else to consume? Because if you did any of those things, you cannot be pissed that you haven't seen the harvest yet. God says, I gave you something. I put something in your heart. I wanted you to be my king's ambassador in the earth to do an assignment. But more importantly, before you do the assignment, I wanted you to just be with me and be my child. But you keep trying to push your sonship and your daughtership on somebody else. And you don't want to own it as yourself. So then you're mad that you haven't seen the harvest that you, your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus have seen. And you're like, well, God, what about me? And he says, what about you? It ain't that I don't love you. It's not that I don't have blessings for you. But you keep pushing me away. So there's not much that I can do in your life until you are ready to bring me into the mix. He wants to repair some areas in your life. He wants you to be able to have the power under control that you need to go out and make other disciples. But as long as you keep Jesus at bay, he says, I can't do nothing with you. Are you willing to let Jesus into your boat? And so continuing in the message, when he had finished speaking, um, excuse me, no, drop down in verse five. When Master Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time their nets were so full of fish they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. You don't know what God is going to do with your yes. With your, okay, God, I'll do it again. 
He is a repairer of the breach. Yes, it was broken before. Yes, it was messed up before. Yes, it didn't work out before. It wasn't time. But can you trust that he repaired some things in your life? And he's saying, throw your nets out again. Try again. Go that way again. It's going to work out again. But you want to put yourself out there. I minister um, to a particular person who um, has told me that they have problems with trusting people. And, and that they, they kind of say to themselves because of it, you know. And one of the things that I wanted to share with the, that person was if you allow God to bring it to you. And if you do it in his strength and not your own, you will find that he will be the one to guard your heart. Yes, he tells us to guard our hearts, but it's not in our own power. It's in his power. And so that means that you can trust that he'll bring new people into your life that will that will pour into your life and sharpen you as iron sharpens iron. But as long as you are afraid to allow Jesus to do the repairing, then the 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 breach is always there. Your heart remains broken. You remain guarded. And God says, I'm trying to do a new thing in your life. I want to use you for my glory. And I want to bring you into this kingdom that I have. But you got to be willing to let me do the work. But it doesn't mean you just sit back, kick your feet up and say, all right, God, you got it. Because there's some work you got to do as well. But if you partner with the Holy Spirit, you will see the result you want to see in time. Let God get into your boat. And let him repair some things in your life. Um, I had some other things I want to touch on. But I, I hear God saying wrap it up. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord God be gracious to you. Show you his favor and give you shalom. Give his peace. Take care. Bye now. If you feel so led to sow a seed into this ministry, you can check out the description in the bottom. You can also find me on Cash App and Venmo App at Andre Griffin Rogers. Know that the seed that you sow is going to produce more content, resources, and products and services to others who need to be revived as well as yourself. Uh, take care. Thank you for your seed. Bye now.